Hallelujah. How many of you know you're already qualified to be whole, to be healed, to be sound in mind, sound in heart, healed in the area of your emotions, healed in the area of your mind? Aren't you glad you're not getting older, you're getting younger? Amen. Healthier. Happier. Come on, if you're happy and you know it, say amen. For the Savior up above, look it down. Amen. Hallelujah. Romans chapter 8, verse 19. I want to read out the message translation. We ended here uh, last week. It says, that's why I don't think there's any comparison between the present hard times and the coming good times. Look at your neighbor and say, good times are coming. Hallelujah. Don't be pulled back. Don't sway because the hard times, good times are coming. Good times are coming. Oh, hallelujah. I just, I've met some this week, even that don't come to this church. And I just bless the grandparents and the uncles, the aunts, who are having to raise their nieces, nephews, and grandchildren. And I know that it seems like hard times because you are having to raise these children. But I decree that these children, who are not being raised by their natural, natural parents, shall rise in the spirit of John the Baptist. They shall rise in the spirit of Deborah. They shall rise in the spirit of Daniel. They shall rise with the spirit of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And they shall rise with the anointing and the presence of God upon their lives. The difficulties of the present time of the enemy trying to destroy homes and having these children live in a home where it seems like it's all impossible. I say for all the price that you pay, you shall be satisfied of raising up a generation of anointed boys and girls who will sing praises and be on fire for the glory of God. Come on, let's give the Lord praise. Let's give the Lord praise. Hallelujah. I just saw they're, they're, they're heroes. All these grandparents, uncles and aunts who are raising these children, they're heroes. They've already raised their children. They're having to raise now others and they're tired and they say, how am I going to do this? But I just read the scripture. The Lord says that's for them. Don't think that there's any comparison between the present hard times and the coming good times. What grandparent won't get excited when that little grandbaby they're raising ends up being known as one who raises the dead and casts out devils? Oh, glory be to God. You see, the devil is not going to win. He cannot put one over on God. He cannot put one over on the church. Thank God He's alive in the church. And even in the hardest of difficulties, He says, I'm going to turn the worst of times into the best. Yeah. The created world itself can hardly wait for what's coming next. Everything in creation is being more or less held back. God reigns it in until both creation and all the creatures are ready and can be released at the same moment into the glorious times ahead. Say glorious times ahead. Say glorious times ahead. Say glorious times ahead. But in the meantime, the joyful anticipation deepens. All around us, we observe a pregnant creation. The difficult times of pain throughout the world are simply birth pains. But it's not only around us, it is within us. The Spirit of God is arousing us within. We're feeling the birth pains. These sterile and barren bodies of ours are yearning for full deliverance. That is why waiting does not diminish us any more than waiting diminishes a pregnant mother. We are enlarged in the waiting. We, of course, don't see what is enlarging us. But the longer that we wait, the longer we become, 
and the more joyful our expectancy. Amen. You receive that. The longer you may be waiting, the longer you have been waiting, the more joyful and the more greater it's going to be. I mean, this sister's sister, little Jennifer, came today, hadn't been in church for 15 years or more, and came to church the first time in 15 years and already fasting. Can you imagine what she's going to be doing next year? Can you imagine what's going to be happening with these youth as they go, and these children as they go to discovery camp, and they spend four or five days there, concentrated, uh, consecrated, and concentrating on the things of the Spirit of God? I believe that they're going to come back with a fire and a revival. I believe that they're going to have wood put into their fire that they're going to burn brighter and harder than before. Amen. I believe that we get about ready to see within the church a fire that's going to come out because the longer you've been waiting for something, just the more glorious it's going to be. I believe that if you've been believing God for family members, it just means the longer you wait, the more anointing is going to come in and upon their life and the more glory God is going to get through their lives. The harder you've been praying for your child. I had someone tell me today about a man, a young man at the door. God's moving on some young man who's in his 70s and have lived a lifestyle, and just the different things, and, and we prayed for Him, and God has saved him uh, from death. I tell you, God is doing some works without getting into detail. I believe that some of the worst circumstances are going to become some of the greatest testimonies. That How many of you know, why did Jesus have to wait four days to go praise for Lazarus? Because the longer you have to wait for something, the bigger the expectancy grows on the inside. The louder you're going to be able to call forth, Lazarus, come forth! I believe that that expectancy Expectancy is growing and moving on the inside. That's why you may be having to pray over something a little longer. You may be having to stand a little longer. But what you don't see, it's not there to tear you down. It's there to build you up and cause that expectancy on the inside to cause things to change. Amen. So thank God we're sons and daughters of the Most High God. Look with me in Matthew chapter 28. Because I'm going to finish this tonight. This message that is. Matthew 28. I've been hearing the sound of the nations. There's things already happened this week. Cindy's eyes already preparing for a good trip to Argentina. Glory to God. We're ready to get down there and see our people again. And there's just a cry moving among the nations. And it says in Matthew chapter 28, verse 16. Meanwhile, the eleven disciples were on their way to Galilee, headed for the mountains. This is the message translation. Jesus had set for their reunion. Jesus had set for their reunion. The moment they saw Him, listen to this now, the moment they saw Him, they worshipped Him. But listen to the message translation. Some, though, held back. He had set up a place of an encounter with Him, the risen Lord. And they got there to worship Him, but it said, some, though, Held back. I would not have wanted to be some of them. I would not have wanted to be identified in the crowd of those who held back. Listen, what about? Not sure about worship. And listen to this in the message. About risking themselves totally. I believe we're at the point where the true worshipers in spirit and truth are coming to the forefront where God is challenging us 
You want to follow me and have that encounter? Then are you truly, totally ready to risk it all? Are you going to hold back? Or are you going to give it all you got? You know, even tonight as we were worshiping in this morning, and we would come together and worship and praise God with these anointed songs and praise and worship and their freedom in this place to move about, don't be of those that hold back. In your house, don't you ever hold back. In your car, don't you ever hold back. When you got a minute to somebody at work, don't you ever hold back. Don't be known as those that hold back. Let's be known as those who give it all we've got. Isn't He worth everything? It says, here they are having an encounter with Jesus after the resurrection. And some of them held back. I don't understand that. Sister Isabel would have been right there hollering, breaking everybody's eardrums. Jesus would be praying for eardrums. Why? Because she don't hold back. We can't hold back, church. Come on, we can't hold back. He said in Acts 16, in the last days, I'll raise up the tabernacle of David, which is the tabernacle of praise, worship, of dancing, of shouting, of running, of playing, of glorifying me, of, of, of worship along with the angels to where God is being glorified. But it cannot happen when we hold back. It says, some though held back, not sure about worship. I'm not sure about this worship. About risking themselves totally. But listen to what it goes on to say. But Jesus didn't move him. Went right ahead and gave his charge. In other words, you don't want to praise me? You want to hold back? You don't want to get on fire for me? You don't have to? That's still not going to stop me from telling my church to arise with authority and go into all the world and stake my claims in those nations. You holding back is not going to stop me from still moving as king over my church. Come on, that's a word. That's a word. It may not seem like they're, 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 they're moving like they used to. Some may be holding back. But it says, Jesus, undeterred. I ain't move. You don't have to. But I'm going to challenge those who want to move on into the things of the Spirit. It was like he didn't even, it didn't even bother him. It says, and Jesus, he went right ahead and gave his charge. God authorized and commanded me to commission you. Go out and train everyone you meet. Far and near in this way of life, making them by baptism and the their threefold name, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, then instruct them in the practice of all I command you. I will be with you as you do this day after day, right up to the end of the age. The church will not be stopped. Luke chapter 1 says, whose kingdom will have no end. How many of you want to be a part of something that doesn't have no end? It's not going to have no end. But I tell you what, there are going to be those who are going to want to just hold back, but then there are going to be those who's going to let loose. And watch out when those who let loose run into those who are holding back and start contaminating, contaminating and ruining those religious spirits 
and the old wineskins start running into the new wineskins. I believe that there's going to be such a mixture. I believe that there's going to be such a manifestation that those who have been holding back is going to get caught up and they're going to get caught up and before they know it, they're going to be dancing and praising God. They're going to be going, oh, what am I doing? That's not me. I'm dignified, sanctified, justified. You heard that little lady came up and grabbed the microphone with night says, well, you know, y'all know I'm Baptist and, you know, I've always been Baptist, but man, this is good. I believe every denomination, I believe every people are going to get a hold of something. And I don't want to be known as those that hold back. Amen. How about you? I don't want to hold back. There are those who held back before Christ. Now look with me a few pages before that in Matthew chapter 24. In Matthew chapter 24, verse 14. Matthew 24, verse 14. Stay with it. That's what God requires. Stay with it to the end. You won't be sorry. And you'll be saved. And all during this time, the good news, the message of the kingdom will be preached all over the world. I love this in the message translation. A witness staked out in every country. A witness staked out in every country. Say that with me. A witness staked out in every country. Oh, I tell you, we've seen the American ambassadors uh, and in different countries that we've gone to. And it's also so great when you go in those third world countries and you come to the American embassy and you see the United States Marines standing in front of the embassy and we've got the American flag. And do you know where the American embassies are? That property, even though it's in another nation, that property belongs to the United States of America. And when you get on the grounds of the embassy of the United States, you are standing on a ground that pertains to America even though it's in another country. And Jesus is saying, I'm come here to decree and commission you to establish embassies in every country. I'm going to stake out my embassies of authority, dominion, and power, miracle centers, apostolic centers, glory centers, salvation centers, healing centers. I'm going to raise up centers in every country, even in the end time when it seems like it's getting smaller. I'm going to cause it to come alive and become greater. And in every country, I'm going to take parcels of land and I'm going to say this land belongs to the kingdom of God. And when you walk upon this ground, you're walking upon holy ground because I commissioned you until the very end. Stay with it. Stay with it. Hallelujah. Because in every country, I'm going to stake out embassies. I'm going to stake out my people. Do you know your house is a place staked out for the glory of God? Your apartment where you live. Amen. Revelation 11, 15 says the kingdom of this world have become our Christ. They belong to Him. Now let me just give you a few scriptures here. You don't have to look them up. 1 Corinthians 3, 9 says, For we are God's fellow workers. Say fellow workers. We are God's fellow workers. And you are God's field. You are God's building. Now look at this. And the glory of God is released on humanity through His Son. The glory of God 
is released to humanity through His Son. Every one of you. How many sons and daughters of God do we have in here tonight? You are co-workers with God. You work for and along God. And it says that His glory is released to all humanity. You don't need me to go pray for somebody in the hospital. You lay hands on them and they'll recover. You don't need to say, well, pastor's got to come talk to you and explain this to you. You just tell your testimony and the word that you know and you just let the glory of God be released through you to humanity. I mean, when you are at work and somebody's saying they've got a migraine, just go lay hands on them. You don't even have to tell them I'm praying for you. Just go and, and just lay hands on them. And let the anointing go through you into them. Just let the anointing flow through you. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Just let the glory of God be released to humanity. You know, we're so, you know, you, you go somewhere and you say, well, those people have the worst children in the world. Well, when you go to their house or you get with them, instead of saying, oh my, those people with the bad kids are coming again, just pray, Lord, give me anointing to lay hands on those little children. And release your glory to all humanity because you could mission me. And I pray peace over these children in Jesus' name. Amen? Fellow workers with God. 2 Corinthians 6.1 says, We then as workers together with Him. Say, workers together with Him. We're fellow workers with God. I mean, it's not just Sister Jen and some others who are going to that abortion clinic and lay hands on those brick walls and pray. Fellow workers with God, when they stand there with their hands raised out, God is standing there with their hands raised out. When we pray towards the flags, when we hear about our president or someone on TV and we start praying over the nations or we come on here and we got prayer requests over here and the nations and other things over here, we, we are working with God in intercession and prayer that changes and things happen and that God is the God who does signs and wonders following. And when you pray, you need to expect that every prayer request that fills this area they're all getting healed because you are releasing the glory of God into them. I don't look for unanswered prayers. Everything you ask the Father in my name, He will give it to you. Amen, church. Amen. Fellow workers with God. Ephesians 2.10 For we are His workmanship created in Christ Jesus. Second Samuel 7.12 in the Living Bible says, When you are dead, talking to David, I will raise up one of your descendants, your own offspring, and I will make his kingdom strong. How many of we belong to a strong kingdom? Amen? Listen to this. Since every covenant that God made with mankind was a dominion covenant, there should be little doubt that the new covenant contains the same dominion mandate. It makes no sense otherwise. Why would God give mankind a series of dominion covenants and then revoke the dominion process when giving them the best covenant of all, according to Hebrews 7.22. Why would God create redeemed seed upon the earth only to have them look forward to leaving it? Do you know that if the church would talk about signs and wonders and miracles as much as we talk about getting out of here, the expectancy for miracles would grow stronger? Because every day counts. 
Why would Jesus give His disciples a mandate to make disciples of every nation if the Antichrist and beasts of Revelation were going to take dominion over those nations? Only the redeemed bride of Christ holds the mandate of authority from the God who is able to do so. We have a mandate of authority. Can I hear an amen? amen. Hallelujah. We're not just sitting around and waiting for the end time. Thank God we're seeing signs and wonders and, and things happen. Now, you know, you hear so many people say, well, it's so bad. Listen to this. The gospel is being preached in every corner of the earth. Christianity is floating in, a growth, in growth across the world. More than 200,000 people are becoming Christians every day. Every day. A total, there are more than a million people per week becoming born-again believers. The tiny seed that came into the earth in that little nation of Israel has grown to permeate the earth. With more than 2 billion people claiming to be Christians today, Christianity is the largest influential block of humanity in the world. 35,000 people are being saved in Central and South America a day. Are things getting better? Yes, of course they are. Hallelujah. There are many tragic things still happening, and we have a long way to go before we can say that everything is wonderful, but things are much better in the world today than they were 2,000 years ago when Jesus came. How many of you know that Jesus said to be on guard? There's more, much work for us to do. There's, according to studies, 75 million believers in the United States. How many of you know it's time to take our place of influence? Amen? How many of you are praying for Governor Bobby Jindal every day? Raise your hand. How many are going to start? Come on, church. I believe God brought that man. I was over there in his ignoration. I've spent time with him. He's a man of God. But listen. We prayed him in, but we got to pray to keep him in. We've got to pray that the, that the Lord keeps him from the enemy. Listen, we've got a job to do. And he's in there because God wants him in there, and we, we prayed him in there, but we've got to cover him in prayer. He is wanting to set up laws that's going to strike not only fear of God, but fear of authority back into our state. This state has been such a state that has been known as a weak, uh, unlawful state for way too long. And now he's wanting to bring some borders and some control into this state. I mean, he's even talking about castrating child molesters. I say, where's the knife? Where's the axe? I bet a child molester will think twice. How many know we've got to get strong again? We've got to win the respect of the people again. You hear me, church? Well, that sounds cruel. Well, what do you think he did to that child for the rest of his life? And Governor Bobby said, if that child has to live in the terror of what happened to him for the rest of his life, then the molester should live with the terror of what he did to that child for the rest of his life. Yeah. Yeah. You bother that child for all the, his life, you ought to have a good remembrance. And I think castration will remind them of what they've done. I believe we've got to see this type of authority come back in our government. 
We don't need our government getting in, in more debt and giving checks to people. We need people learning how to tithe and give and believe God and God to meet our needs. And instead of our government trying to get more in debt to try to please people and get the economy going, we need to fall on our faces fast to pray and believe God and God will get this economy going. Okay. Look with me, Isaiah chapter 42. Isaiah chapter 42. Isaiah 42, I think they ought to get saved and then have the procedure done. Isaiah chapter 42, verse 1. The Lord is prophesying over His servants, and this is about you. This is the message translation. Take a good look at my servant. I'm backing him to the hill. You see, when you don't hold back like they did in Matthew 28... When you don't hold back, God is going to back you all the way. I'm backing Him to the hilt. He's the one I choose. And I couldn't be more pleased with Him. I bathed Him with my spirit, my life. He'll set everything right among the nations. He won't call attention to what He does with loud speaker, speeches or, or parades. He won't brush aside the bruised and the hurt. He won't disregard the small and significant. But He'll steadily and firmly set things right. He won't tar out and quit. He won't be stopped. He's talking about the church here. The church will set things right and won't tar out and quit. He won't be stopped until He's finished His work to set things right on the earth. Wait expectantly for His teaching. Listen to this now, verse 5. The God who makes us alive with His own life God's message. Verse 6. I am God. I have called you to live right and well. I've taken responsibility for you, kept you safe. I have set you among my people to bind them to me. I provided you as a lighthouse to the nations to make start at bringing people into the open, into light, opening the blind eyes, releasing prisoners from the dungeons, emptying the dark prisons. I am God. That is my name. I don't franchise my glory. I'm announcing the new salvation work. Before it burst on the scenes, I'm telling you about it. Now, I love verse 14. He shouts, announcing his revival. He takes charge. Shout out, he takes charge. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we take charge over the demonic spirit, over our colleges and over our high schools and our elementary schools. Right now, we take charge according to the authority of the Word of God. We come against the spirit of violence. We come against a spirit that would cause children who are being raised in an undisciplined home to become bullies and the drugs and the profanity and the wickedness and the perversion that's going in our schools. We come against it and we pray that there is a rising up of holiness and purity within our schools and colleges. We pray for our fire within our schools and colleges. We pray that our children are coming from godly homes that are on fire for you. And we thank you that our, our people, your church is arising and taking charge over the flesh, over the thoughts, over the imaginations, and we're rising up, taking charge over the things that are given to us as our responsibility in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. He takes charge and his enemies fall into line. Listen to God. I believe this is for now. I've been quiet long enough. How many know he has been quiet over America long enough? I've held back biting my tongue. 
But now I'm letting loose and I'm letting go. Holy Spirit, speak it. Holy Spirit, let it loose. Let it go in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. He says, I've held my peace long enough. I've been as still as I'm going to be still. And we done read in another translation, time's up. I'm getting ready. Let my word forth. It's going to go out of my mouth and it will produce what I speak it forth to do. God's taking charge and He's come to set the captives free. Amen. Isaiah 10.27 says that the burden will be taken away from your shoulder and His yoke from your neck and the yoke will be destroyed because of the anointing. Now look with me, Isaiah chapter 61. Isaiah 61. And all these verses, he's talking about the church. Isaiah 61, verse 1. The Spirit of God, the Master, is on me. Woo, he's the Master. Because God anointed me. He sent me to preach good news to the poor, heal the brokenhearted, announce freedom to all captives, pardon all prisoners, God sent me to announce the year of His grace, a celebration of God's destruction of our enemies. How many want to praise God for that right now? A destruction of all of our enemies? Come on. Sickness, disease, pain, poverty, defeat, depression. Be defeated in the name of Jesus and to comfort all who mourn. The message of joy instead of the news of doom. A praising heart instead of a depressed spirit. And rename them oaks of righteousness, the planting of God. For what? To display His glory. Say that with me. To display His glory. Display His glory. And we read in the weeks before when God came and those two demon-possessed guys came out of the tombs, they said, why have you come to torment us already? Why? To display the glory of God. Oh, I pray, saints, that uh, what we're going to see when we get to that National Day of Prayer as well as before, I pray the spirits are going to start crying out, Why are you here? And you're going to shout to display the glory of God. Wherever you go in the hospital, in the nursing home, to work, wherever you go, you need to believe God. I am going appointed to display the glory of God at work. When Sister Pat's working on them people, whatever you're doing, you just say, I'll lay hands on you and I believe that the glory of God is going to come in you and make you alive. You know, this week I had to send some pictures and send a video to Texas of, of the work there in Argentina. And, and one of the gr- great things is as you're writing on the back of the pictures, all the different testimonies. And I had, some, I had uh, Sister Cindy writing on the back of them. And when she was writing on the back of this pastor and his wife that we have way up in the Andes Mountains in a place close to Vijason, Bolivia, as, he, as she was writing their names and everything, I said, uh, it was a lady and her husband and, and four or five children. I said, you see that lady right there? That's the lady that I talk about there. When my wife and I was over there and, and we were going to bring her through deliverance and she sat in a chair in front of me and sitting on the side. And when we started praying, her face changed and she looked at me and she propositioned me in front of my wife. Well, my wife jumped out of that chair, grabbed her, started casting the devil out of her. She jumped out the chair and threw a bucket of oil against the wall and started manifesting. We got her down on the floor. We started casting seven devils out of her. We had to lock the door because we sure didn't want her running down the street acting like she was acting. And we started binding them devils in the name of Jesus. And them devils started coming out of her. And she received inner healing. And she got up. And now I'm writing on the back of her picture that she is a pastor's wife with her husband pastoring in the mountains and now she's praying for the sick now she's casting out devils now she's raising up disciples why because i've come to set the captives free
to turn their lives around. And what once was their enemies and being an enemy against them, I'll turn it around and I'll take a demon-possessed woman and make her an enemy to her enemies and have the glory of God reveal that God could take someone who had no hope, someone who started manifesting and act like a wild animal during the service, and now the power of God has set her free, and now her picture's gone all over. Why? Because we got a God who's a God who has the power to cast out devils, heal the sick, raise the dead. And manifest His glory in these end times. And some people say, well, you know, I don't believe in demons. Well, just stick around. Just stick around. I'm diving on them in my office as they're trying to run out the door right here. Having to bring them in the room. Why? Because God wants to reveal His glory. Not for man, but that that person gets free. So that person can free others. You know, with the revival that's going to hit this place, you're going to be, what happened? What changed your life? Well, I went to Word of Grace and the pastor's wife prayed over me. We went through deliverance and I got freed. But you know what? You, can, we, you can't do that for a hundred and a thousand people. So you're going to be say, look, what God did for me, now God in me is going to do for you. I'm going to command those devils to come out of you. I'm going to pray that those tumors drop to the floor in the wastebasket and you be free. I'm going to come against the spirit of death and a coma that's trying to kill you. It's going to be destroyed and you're going to be free. And I'll give you one more scripture and we'll end tonight. In James. James chapter 4. That's what God wants to do in you. Minister to the people. James chapter 4, verse 7 in the message translation. What do I have to do? This is the message translation. So let God work His will in you. You just raise your hand and say, Lord, work your will in me right now. So let God work His will in you. Now listen to what it goes on to say. Yell aloud no to the devil. Come on. What does it say? No. Somebody get mad and stand up and do it. No. <laughs> Yell aloud no to the devil. And watch him scamper. Say a quiet yes to God and He'll be there in no time at all. Quit dabbling in sin. Purify your inner life. Quit playing the field. Hit bottom and cry your eyes out. The fun and games are over. Get serious. Really serious. Get down on your knees before the Master. It's the only way you're going to get on your feet. Let's stand up on our feet. And I want you once again, I want you to think of what the devil's been bothering you about. If it's been depression, if it's been being cold towards God and the things of God, if it's been a pain in your body, 
Uh, if you've been having a pain in your body, you just put your hand right there where that pain is. And right now you just holler, No, devil! Leave my body now in the name of Jesus. Come on, you start warring. You go ahead and war. You go ahead and war right now. Come on. No, leave these lights on. Leave these lights on. Come on, right now. Put your hand where that pain is. No, devil! No, I say, in the authority of the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, Leave my body and go now. Go now. Go now. Come on. Come on. Yell no to him. Yell no to him. Yell no to him. Start moving that part of your body that was hurting. Start moving that part of your body that was hurting. Start moving that part of your body. Start moving that part of your body. In Jesus' name. Come on. Start moving it. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Come on, y'all just keep on. I'm looking at some prayer requests here. Y'all just keep on right now. Tell the devil no. You've been going through depression, coldness, hardness. Just holler at the devil right now. No. No, devil. Not another depressed day. Not another sick day. Not another tired day. No. I say no, Satan. No, Satan. In the name of Jesus. No more crying. No more whining. No more down days. No more days in the gutter. Come on, tell them no. Take authority. Take your God-given authority and display. Let the glory of God display the power. Come on, get loud. It says shout. 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 No holding back. 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 In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, go back. Get out of here. Get out of here. Loose God's people. It says you've got to shout no. You've got to shout no. You've got to get mad. No, devil, you will not have my children. No, you will not win. Over their lives in Jesus' name. You will not win over my finances. You spirit of debt and poverty. I say no to you now. No to you now. In the name of Jesus. You go. You go and watch that spirit scamper. Watch that spirit scamper. In the name of Jesus. 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 Listen. With all the evil that Hitler done, he's going to bow his name and proclaim Jesus Christ as King of kings and Lord of lords. Well, the enemies that have risen up against you, doesn't matter if they're big or small, they've got to bow tonight and decree Jesus Christ is King of kings and Lord of lords. Go ahead and start praising for that. In the name of Jesus. Jesus Christ, King of kings, and Lord of Lords, King of Kings and Lord of Lords, King of Kings and Lord of Lords. All witchcraft, all Wicca, all spiritism in the name of Jesus, all psychic has got to go now in the name of Jesus. And right now in the name of Jesus, as watchmen on the wall, I come against the spirit of perversion and lust 
that came in with Chippendales this weekend. How dare you come into our region? You come into this region and you think you can bring your perversion with you? Tonight we say no! 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 We curse the place and the businesses that brought these male prostitutes in. We curse those businesses. We curse the businesses of perversion in our region. Over there across the river in Alexandria, we curse those perverted businesses. We pray salvation to those young ladies who are lost and think there's no other way. We pray over Lee Street. We pray over Third Street. We pray for freedom in our street. We pray for revival centers raising up in our area. We come against the drug lords over this area. We claim the angels are proclaiming the area where they throw their shoes over the lines, claiming it is theirs. We come against spirit of addiction. We come against every form of addiction. The enemy will not win over this area. We command the tattoo parlors to shut down. We decree the tattoo parlors that are open and receiving children till 2 or 3 in the morning. You've got to close. I know you're deceitful and I know you're lying. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We pray a revival, Father, not only over the mental hospitals. We pray a revival in our soldiers' quarters and our forts, our, 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 our military bases. We pray a revival in our military bases in Jesus' name. Lord, we are here for such a time as, as this, and we are strategically located to where, Father, we are standing in the gap for our military. That, Lord, I, I come against the Spirit, even as I have heard and ministered. I come against the divorces, the adulteries, the lust, the fornication that is going on among our service people. The bombardment of the mines overseas. And we ask you, Father, to start to bring forth a revival. And that there will be a strength given within them. That they will be able to resist the enemy. And our military will be able to say no to the devil. No to the flesh. And yes to the move of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Lord, bless our military. Bless the families. Bless the children. Bless those who are sacrificing their lives. Lord, we just, Lord, cover them right now with the blood of Jesus. And we thank you for the glory of God circled around them. And we pray, Lord, that you will raise up anointed Catholics. You will raise up anointed men and women of God. You will send forth, Lord God, men and women who are hungry for your word. And we just praise you for a revival among our soldiers. A revival, a mighty outpouring of your glory among our soldiers in Jesus' name. Let them be known as soldiers of the Lord as well as soldiers of America. We praise you for it, Father. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Jesus' name. 
Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Don't be fearful of the warfare that has to be waged. Don't be fearful of what you see or what you feel. Don't be fearful by what you hear, but stand upon the Word of God and stand strong and command the enemy to leave in Jesus' name. Don't allow fear to cause you to stand back when it's time to go forward. Don't withhold the worship and the glory to our God at this time. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. Let's be known as a church that doesn't hold back. Let's be known as a church that doesn't hold back. Let's let it go. Let's let it loose. Let's let it loose. Woo! Let's let it loose. Let's let it loose. Let's let it loose. Let's let it loose. Oh, let the Spirit of God within you, let it loose. Let it loose. Let it loose. Don't let people hold you back. Don't let friendships hold you back. Get loose. Get loose. Don't let past acquaintances hold you back. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. He's the captain of the host of the army of the Lord. Follow Jesus. Follow Jesus. Don't let the excuses of others hold you back. Don't let the mindsets and strongholds of others hold you back. Let it go and let loose. Let God. Let God. Let God. Let God. Hallelujah. The the giants over this region, the giants have stood up tonight. They have been angered. They have been challenged. But how many like David is going to stand up and going to bring them down in Jesus' name? Come on, how many is going to bring them down? Jesus' name. I see them in the Spirit, but they're coming down. The only giants in the region is going to be the church of Jesus Christ. That's the giant. That's the giant. That's the giant. That's the sleeping giant that's going to arise in authority and power. The sleeping giant will arise. The sleeping giant will arise and the enemies will be scattered in Jesus' name. Oh, hallelujah. You receive that. Woo! Glory! In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Say, no more hindrances. No more pulling back. No more holding back. But letting go and letting God be king. And ruler over my life. Lord, let your glory manifest through me. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Well, listen, you go home and you get loose.
Go in the woods and practice getting free. Do something, but let's start. Go glorifying God. Some of you, if you'd pray out loud right now, you'd scare yourself. Get used to hearing your voice. Get used to yelling. Get used to praising. Get used to running. Get used to jumping. Get used to binding. Get used to loosing. Get used to being part of the workmanship, the church of Jesus Christ. Amen? You receive this? Hallelujah. Well, listen, we bless you. We're going to be here Tuesday night intercession. I want to encourage you to come because we have some intercession on Tuesday night, Wednesday night, discipleship. It's been good. And then we'll see you next Sunday. Sunday school at 9 o'clock, church at 1030. If you need prayer, we're going to be here to pray with you, anoint you with oil. If not, we bless you. Look over the calendars at all the different things that are going on. Hug a next. Tell somebody that you love them. We bless you in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. Have an awesome week. Victorious week in Jesus' name.